I'm Lillian Vasquez with Lifestyles on KVCR. Thanks for listening. On today's show, I'll speak with California's Chief Service Officer, Josh Friday, who leads service, volunteer, and civic engagement efforts throughout California. He oversees the California Volunteers, which launched the nation's first statewide climate action corps. Hashtag Californians for All Volunteer Initiative, a statewide neighbor-to-neighbor campaign, a statewide neighbor-to-neighbor campaign, the hashtag Californians for All College Corps to help those who serve in military pay for college, and hashtag Californians for All Youth Job Corps, a program to employ underserved youth across the state. Josh talks about his career and shares details about the programs and initiatives to serve the people of California. Here's my conversation with Josh Friday, California's Chief Service Officer. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you. So great to be here. So you were appointed by Governor Newsom in your current position. But before we talk about that current role, I'd like to talk about how you got here and the steps it took to get to this uh, place, because your journey is quite interesting. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you led COVID-19 Task Force. What were you in charge to handle during this period? Right at the beginning of COVID, the governor put me and our office in charge of the Food Task Force. What we saw literally overnight happen was volunteers at food banks, which are largely volunteer-led, they basically lost their volunteers overnight at a time where we also saw as a state food insecurity skyrocket. So there was a major need to keep our food banks operational, and they put our office in charge of the task force to ensure that food security was provided for Californians across the state. Okay, so I know driving to work, because during COVID, we don't have microphones and studios in our home, so I was here, but I would see the churches in the nearby communities, and they'd have these long lines. Were you part of working with them? Did they all work in silos, or how did that work? Initially, many people felt like they were working in silos and on their own. And what we saw was we needed a statewide effort to make sure that we were keeping Californians fed, given the the need. And so we leapt into action. The governor right away deployed the National Guard, and our office oversaw that deployment to make sure that uh, food banks and organizations had what they needed to keep Californians fed. But what we also did was launch an effort to support all of those churches and all the food banks and all the organizations across the state called Californians for All. It was a brand new effort that the governor launched to call on Californians who could volunteer, who felt safe volunteering, to really step up and help those organizations like you just mentioned uh, at a, a time when, when people were rightfully so frightened. And what we saw is what we see across the state and all of the initiatives that I know we're going to talk about today is that when called to step up and help, Californians do that. They step up in a big way. They want to help. They want to be connected. And we saw them do that in a major way during COVID. All right. So you've done so much in your career. I want to mention some of the many ways you have served. You spent time in the military, in the Navy, as a member of JAG for four years. Will you share a bit about that experience and your time working on issues in Japan and Cuba? Yeah, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to serve as an officer in the military. My first duty station was in Yokosuka, Japan, which is the big Navy station in the Pacific, just south of Tokyo. Had a phenomenal experience there. My first son was born in Japan, but also got a chance to see the power of service and and the good that our military can do. We were there, unfortunately, during 
the earthquake, tsunami, and ultimate Fukushima nuclear disaster. And I got sent out to a ship right away with the admiral overseeing the entire humanitarian aid and disaster relief effort, which would become one of the largest in military history. But what I got to see and experience in that uh, effort is the, the power of service where people come together from very different backgrounds, very different perspectives, probably vote very differently. But when you have a common mission, when you have a something that you're trying to achieve together, we can achieve great things together. That's what I got to see in Japan. And then my next duty station, I got assigned to actually represent a detainee in Guantanamo Bay as part of the military commissions, a very challenging experience. Had a chance to testify in front of Congress on the closing of Guantanamo, but I'm glad I had the chance to serve our country. Wow. Thank you so much for for your service and all that you've done. Let me reintroduce my guest is Josh Friday. He is California's chief service officer appointed by Governor Newsom to lead service, volunteer, and civic engagement efforts throughout California. I want to talk a little bit about your time as mayor of Novato, which is in Northern California, your hometown. Why did you run to be mayor and what were you hoping to change? Because typically people sometimes get into politics because they want to make a difference. Yeah, I appreciate that question so much because that is why I got into politics. It is why I wanted to coming back from the Navy. I moved home to my hometown in Novato, Northern California, uh, and I wanted to continue to serve. And I wanted to continue to create a community that not only gave me so much, invested in me, but it was going to be the community that my kids were going to grow up in, that we're living in. And I wanted to make sure it was a, a great place for them as well. And Nevada was a special place. It had the former military base, an Air Force base, one of the biggest during World War II. And it was a blue-collar community of, of cops and firefighters and teachers uh, who really valued service and really valued community and giving back. And that's what I grew up in. That's what I grew up around. And coming back out of the Navy, I wanted to be able to give back. Were there specific tasks that you wanted to accomplish while you were mayor? There, absolutely. One of the biggest things that, that I wanted to tackle that I'm really proud of what we led on was climate change. We pushed through the first ever full-time sustainability officer in our town to just focus on climate change, how to be a more sustainable community, how to engage our residents in taking climate action. Tackling climate change is not just something that we need to wait for presidents and governors to do, but mayors and local leaders uh, can take action. And, and we really led on that when I was mayor. It's also why in this current job, we created the country's first statewide climate corps to also think about how do we continue to engage communities. And one of the things I'm, I'm most proud about, we created a program with our local college that we, we really called uh, the local GI Bill, which was we created a program where if you graduated from one of Novato's high schools, and you committed to serve with the city of Auto for summer, and we gave you a stipend to serve, and you got into our local college, which is Dominican College, a wonderful school, then you received a $100,000 scholarship to go to that school. And what we did with that partnership was send the message to our young people that we want you to serve, we need you to serve, and if you're willing to serve, then we're going to invest in you. And that was something that I think really reflected the values of the, that community, but also the values that I think that we continue to work on with California volunteers, which is we need young people to serve and, and we're going to invest in them to be able to do it. And did you get a good response? Were many students involved and did they go on to serve and go to college? Absolutely. We got tremendous response. Uh, it was a very popular program. And what I saw, honestly, at a local level, which is what I continue to see at a statewide level, 
is that people are thirsty to want to be connected in their community, be able to help others and serve others and work on issues that they care about. We just as a society, and this is a critique, we haven't invested enough in the infrastructure to actually make it easy and accessible for people to be able to serve and volunteer uh, and feel connected. We live in a very isolated society, and I think many of us recognize that. And so what we saw in Nevada was immense interest from young people to want to step up. We just had to create the opportunity. And that's what we're seeing in now statewide in California as well. So your whole career is giving back and serving. You were president of Golden State Opportunity. What were your goals with GSL? So with Golden State Opportunity, we were really uh, thinking about how do we provide resources for our lowest income Californians, for so many working Californians who simply struggle to make ends meet, especially our families. So we helped create and then ran the, the program around the California Earned Income Tax Credit, which is generally considered by economists and, and policy experts to be one of the most important and effective policy tools we have to combat poverty. And the idea is for those who work, but were under a certain income threshold, we were going to give them money back through the earned income tax credit. What we soon realized is, like many government programs, it only works if people know about it and if people know how to access it. And so we realized that we actually had to run a very aggressive and extensive outreach effort in order to make sure that, that our low-income families knew that this existed and that they signed up and that we put money back in their pockets. And I'm very proud that when I left GSO uh, to come uh, work in the administration, uh, the earned income tax credit had grown to over a billion dollars of money just to be put back in the pockets of working Californians. Wow. Well, thank you for that as well. And then before you were with Next Gen Climate, what was your goal and purpose there? Our goal at Next Gen Climate was pretty simple. We wanted to change the politics and the policy environment around climate change. It, this was a time when I joined Golden State where climate change was still very much a debate that was happening, where even many Democrats weren't willing yet to lead on climate. And we knew that this is going to be and was the existential issue of our time, this climate crisis. And so we had to, we felt, push officials and push our leaders to be better on climate. So we created a statewide program and a statewide organization uh, that was really focused on changing and pushing our leaders to be better on climate. And and I think if we saw what happened with the Obama administration, if we see what's happening in California right now, that we were very successful in doing that. But as we all know, as all those in, of us in California who are living every single day, the impacts of climate with our droughts and our extreme heat and our floods and our fires, we know that we have so much farther to go and, and we're going to keep pushing. Okay. And then you were founding board member of Amazon Frontlines. What was this organization's mission? You are going deep in this bio. <laughs> I appreciate that. This organization is something that's, that's very close to my heart. It's, it's, it's personal. A very close friend of mine moved down to Ecuador to provide uh, clean water originally for communities that grew up on the literally the Amazon River, but had been contaminated because of oil company drilling. And based on his experience there, uh, he decided working with local tribes and local indigenous groups to create this organization that I was a founding board member of and still sit on the board of to really protect the Amazon, which is at the end of the day is the lungs for all of us. It's what protects the whole planet and creates oxygen 
Uh, and it's such a critical part of protecting the Amazon is, is a, such a critical part of not just protecting the indigenous communities, but about protecting all of us in the planet from climate change. And they've done incredible work to make sure that literally thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of Amazon jungle is protected, which protects the lungs of our planet for the rest of us. Wow. All right. So I mention all of these because it's clear to see why you would be appointed to your current position to lead the California for All program. So let's talk about each of the different initiatives or projects that have been created and developed under this program and how each of them can affect many of those living in California. So let's start where, first with California Volunteers. What is this? California Volunteers is the office within the governor's office that is really charged with thinking about and create, running the programs that we're going to talk about of how do we engage Californians to solve some of our biggest challenges? How do we tackle some of the biggest challenges facing our state by empowering Californians to serve, to volunteer, and to work together to be part of the solution? So we're really working with state partners across the state, everyone from mayors to university presidents to nonprofit leaders, really all the civic society, to start to build the infrastructure and think about civic engagement and a new paradigm of service and volunteers. What does that infrastructure look like? What do we need to build in terms of digital tools, education resources, so that people understand how to connect in their community, how to volunteer? This stuff doesn't just happen overnight because you want it to. We can't just call in volunteers to say, go volunteer, and it's easy and people show up. You actually need to invest in this in a real way. And since, since I started, since the governor got elected, he has invested literally hundreds of millions of dollars into programs to empower Californians and to give them the chance to serve. And that's the kind of investment and in infrastructure we need in order to make this work real. You're listening to Lifestyles on KVCR. I'm Lillian Vasquez. We need to take a quick break, and when we return, I'll continue my conversation with California's Chief Service Officer, Josh Friday. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to Lifestyles on KVCR. I'm Lillian Vasquez. My guest is Josh Friday, California's Chief Service Officer. Let's talk now about the California for All Corps. Yeah, so we've created several cores since we started. And what the governor loves to talk about, I'll just share the punchline with the audience right now, <laughs> is that if you take all of our cores, our Climate Action Corps, our College Corps program, our Youth Corps program, and our Mayor Corps programs and add it together, in California right now, we are actually bigger than the entire Peace Corps. And that's because of the investments we've made uh, into calling on Californians to serve and then giving them the resources to be able to do that. So in addition to the Climate Action Corps program, we created the Californians for All College Corps program. We're going to help you pay for college. So for those students who commit to 450 hours of service during an academic year, so while they're in school, and that's about 15 hours a week, they receive $10,000 towards their education. It's a win for the student. It's a win for our communities because these people are doing really important work, like working at food banks, tutoring and mentoring. And then it's a win for all of society when we have a whole new generation of young people who know what it means to serve and how to serve. So $10,000 is a good chunk of money. Is it also offered to students that go to community college because it doesn't cost $10,000 to go to a community college? Do they get to save that money if they transfer up or how does that work for community colleges? 
So we were very intentional in making sure this applied to all California colleges for the 46 campuses that are part of this initial pilot program. So we are working with CSUs, UCs, and community college. But one of the things that we know and we've also learned is that the cost of community college is actually not just tuition. It's the cost of living in California. And many of our community college students and many of our college course students that are in community colleges have families and are non-traditional students and have immense financial burdens. And so what we're trying to do is help ease that financial burden for all of our students, including for the first time, our AB 540 eligible dreamers, which are included in this program. They're not included in other national service programs because of federal funding, but because of state funding, we really prioritize them. But what we're trying to do is ease the financial burden for our students while also encouraging them and creating a sense of civic responsibility and building the social networks and the social capital that come from really being connected to your community. How would students learn about it if they've never heard about it and they weren't told by their whatever campus they might be on? How do they learn about that project? So we just finished our first year of the College Corps program, and we are launching our second year. So our students are just coming online. But we do need to get the word out because it's an incredible opportunity for students and it's an incredible opportunity for our community. So we're asking anyone who potentially is interested and wants to learn more to go to cacollegecore.com today to find information out and find out how to apply at your university. And this is a a program that the governor has talked about as, as one of the programs he's most proud of. And do you feel like in each of the colleges, you said you kind of have a pilot project and there's so many colleges involved. Is it through their financial department that they would know to be able to inform the students? We are marketing on each campus. We're working with the financial aid departments. We're we're working with college course staff at each campus to make sure we're getting the word out to students. And then we're hoping that the media uh, like you and, and others are willing to help us continue to spread the word. And is there a limit of how many students you can take from each campus or what's the process there? We're very proud about this. There's over 3,000 students that are part of the program each year. Our hope is to, over time, to grow that. But right now, what we're seeing is is that there's a huge demand. There's more people applying than we actually have positions for and slots for, which, again, shows us. But, which is great. Yeah, it's great. We're going to which means we're going to go back as the governor said when he launched the program to the legislature and say we need to continue to scale <laughs> this program. But what it also demonstrates is that Californians and young people that are applying for the College Corps program want to serve. Right. They want to make a difference. They want the opportunity to create change and that's what this program is doing. Okay, so now the California for All Youth Corps is this the same thing or is that something slightly different? It's slightly different. We've created uh, the College Corps for college track students, but what we also feel very strongly about because we have sort of a principle that drives us, which is that every Californian has something to contribute. Mm -hmm. And if we're really going to solve our problems, we actually need every Californian to step up and to be able to contribute. So we created the Californians for All Youth Corps in order to uh, provide service opportunities and good paying opportunities for those who weren't necessarily college track. So really focusing on underserved populations, uh, that's our foster youth that are transitioning, our formerly incarcerated youth, uh, our youth that that, uh, might have a difficulty getting into the labor market, but we wanna send the message that that we value them, that we need them, and we need them to have a successful career. So we set up this program to really help them launch their career, to get a good paying job, but also to do something that's that's serving the community, that's benefiting the community and uplifting everyone. And and so far, we've had nearly 5,000 young people participate in this program. And 
it's off to a great start, and uh, and we're moving fast on it. And when we talk about careers and we're not taking the college track, what kind of careers are we thinking? So these service members that are part of the Youth Corps are doing everything from working in City Hall. They're working oh. in the Public Works Department. They're helping build and clean parks. They're They're tutoring and mentoring in our schools. They're helping support our food banks. They're doing a wide variety of really meaningful community work. And what we're seeing is, is that is creating a direct pathway into really good jobs that some of these young people from underserved communities throughout our state don't normally have access to or know about exists. So we just had several of our graduates of the Youth Corps program get hired into the state parks program, uh, which is a great job. They can be a ranger. They can uh, have benefits and a salary and a pension. And we're seeing cities throughout the state of California actually hire uh, our Youth Corps members after their service is done. So we're already seeing the career pathway happen. And now we're going to start to continue to build that out into the private sector and other sectors as well. Nice. So these might be jobs that these young individuals may not have ever considered, thought about, or thought what was in their reach or their grasp. And now through this program, they have been exposed to something completely different that they might not have otherwise been exposed to. That's exactly what's happening. And that and, and it's very intentional. The governor just signed a, an executive order a couple of weeks ago, and we were part of a press conference talking about how we really need to rethink career education pathways in California. He's doing a lot to streamline that. We're going to put a lot of resources into it. And one of the things that we, we think is really powerful is that by creating these service opportunities, by giving young people exposure to these kinds of opportunities, we're really creating new direct career pathways for them to be able to launch a career, but not just launch a career that's going to help them provide for their families, which is which is most important, but also allow them to pursue their passion and to help the community and to see that they don't need to pick between their paycheck or their passion, that they can actually do both at the same time. And that's what's so inspiring about these programs. And you're also kind of laying down the workforce for the next generation, right? You're creating these elements, these arms and branches for others to, when I retire, and others to carry on and do <laughs> some of the jobs we need. Absolutely. We, we like to think of, of our thousands of service members now in the state of California because of everything that California volunteers and the governor have created as the farm team. They're the farm team for California. They're, <laughs> they're our future they're our future workforce. They're also our future leaders. And we want our future leaders to be inspired by public service and to understand what it means to work with people that might be different than you or have to, or think differently or have different beliefs than you, but understand that that we are actually all in this together. We do have a common mission, and if we have a common purpose, we can come together, we can work across differences, and we can get things done. And that's what that's what we're training the next generation of Californians to do. So I like the analogy of a farm team. It makes me think of baseball, right? And you come up through single A, double A, triple A baseball before you make it to the majors. So I love the analogy. I don't know if that's where you're going, but that's where I'm taking it. <laughs> 100% that's where we're going. And NPR and KBCR... And working with the cities and the state parks, those are the big leagues. Uh, and what we're doing is is giving people the opportunity to get to the big leagues. That's awesome. Let me reintroduce my guest is Josh Friday, California's chief service officer. So you mentioned briefly the climate action. Do you want to dive into that a little deeper of what it really is and what they're doing? Sure. So we created the Climate Action Corps to really not just call on Californians to be part of the solution on this issue that so often 
is paralyzing because it feels so big, this planetary problem, climate change. But to say there actually is something that every Californian can do to make a difference. So whether you have an hour to give or a year to give through our Climate Corps, we've created opportunities for people to take action and give back. So we created the fellowship where you can serve for a full year and receive a living stipend, but also a scholarship for college. We were creating volunteer opportunities where we're having days of action and volunteer opportunities across the state. And then we're also running campaigns and efforts to say to every Californian, there are things that you could do in your daily lives right now that make a difference for the climate crisis. And and we need everyone to step up. So it's one of the programs that we're most proud of. We're actually seeing that California, like many things, is becoming a model. We're starting to see this model of the climate course spread across the country and build national momentum. And it's something we're very proud of. Okay, so you mentioned the volunteer opportunity days. Is that when a city gets together and they clean up their parks or what do those days actually look like? We take a variety of climate actions. So here in California, that looks like everything from planting trees and community gardens and urban forestry, a lot of fire mitigation work and protecting communities by doing home hardening and clearing defensible space. It's also where we see there's a big need for education around composting. Uh, Composting, I think is, and I've had to learn this along the way, I didn't know this when we started the Climate Corps, is actually something that every Californian can do. And it turns out it has a really meaningful impact on climate change because it makes sure that food doesn't just end up in a landfill where it creates greenhouse gases and, and contributes to the problem. So so we do a variety of activities on these volunteer days. And if you're interested in being in part of one of them and volunteering and coming and joining us on a, on a fun, clear Saturday one day, go to climateactioncorps.ca.gov and join us. I would love to do that, especially here in our Inland Empire region. So let me ask, how can others get involved? You just mentioned some of those days, but um, going to that website is how they can get involved to learn more about programs? Yes, that's for climate action. Anyone who's interested, we have opportunities across the state of California in big cities, small cities, urban environments, rural environments. We need every Californian to step up. That's what the work of California volunteers. So we encourage anyone who's interested in getting involved uh, and being part of what we're building to go to californiavolunteers.ca.gov. Sign up for our newsletter. We, we are constantly sharing uh, opportunities to volunteer locally in your community. And we also need everyone who's listening's help to call on and inspire their neighbors and their family members and their friends to serve as well. So help us spread the word and and join us today. That's our message. Okay, so I was going to ask, what's your greatest takeaway? What do you really want the community to know? I think what we really want everyone to know, especially in the empire, is we need you. We need you to step up. We need you to be active in your community, engaged. It's the only way a democracy works when all of us are involved. And we actually believe that you have and everyone has something really important to contribute. And if we're going to tackle some of these big problems we've been talking about, whether it's climate change or homelessness or growing inequality in our communities, we need Californians to step up and help each other and be connected to each other. And there's something that each and every one of you can do today. Just trying to make California a better place. Josh, thank you so much for your time. It's been so terrific speaking with you. I really appreciate it. Really fun. Thanks for having me. For more information about Josh Friday and the Californians for All Volunteer Initiative, visit our website at kvcrnews.org lifestyles and click on today's show. That's our show for this week. To hear any of our past shows, visit our website at kvcrnews.org slash lifestyles. 
You can also listen to Lifestyles on your favorite streaming service. Lifestyles is available on the KVCR app. Get it on Google Play or download it from the App Store. Thanks to all who helped to make this show possible, including Sharina Wad, David Fleming, Sean Houlihan, and executive producer Rick Dulock. Our theme music is provided by Ethan Bortnick. Join me next week at the same time for Lifestyles with me, Lillian Vasquez. Bye for now. Yeah, the same.